So hey queens, how is everybody? Trusting in the Lord that everybody's doing great. Trying to stay connected even though we are social distancing. Um, We're going to work this out because God got us. Amen. This is Pastor Nancy Queens. This is Pastor Nancy Josephine Olenea. Um, I am the director and the founder of the God Who Sees Me ministry. We are a women's group, private, on Facebook, and we're going strong. And the whole purpose of this ministry, our um, vision is to see women grow, empowered, and living a much better quality of life, including safety, you know, when it comes to um, eliminating violence against women. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I know that uh, it's going on two weeks, no, a week already, week and a half. Um, I did the first podcast and um, I got some good, really good feedback and I got some also good advice, which I'm going to be taking into consideration. Um, You know, I always believe that, you know, if you can teach, then you can also be taught. And that's me. Like I'm always open to suggestions you know i believe that if we come to each other on a right level um a level of respect and um you know always acknowledging the other person's artistic qualities and talents that god has blessed them with um i think that it is a good thing that we're able to open up and share especially as women um you know just the simple things of how do we do this as far as in ministry? How do we, you know, maybe something in the home or even for the marriage, you know, so because we're open. So um, with that being said, I just wanted to thank all the listeners that took time right out of their schedules, <laughs> which honestly, if we're going to be honest, um, I think everybody's schedule is cut basically in half, if not um, a little more. But anyway, I have made me a cup of coffee to go with the podcast, but I don't know. I left it somewhere. Anyway, so the title um, that I wanted to give for this podcast was Girl Bye. I know you guys have heard it um, on social media. You probably tell each other, you know, as girlfriends or, you know, just say it, um, especially when somebody gets on your nerve. But Girl Bye. You know, it's two words put together, very specific, used um, sometimes to degrade people, sometimes to, you know, just say mockingly, jokingly between friends, but girl, bye. So it came to my mind, um, you know, the situation when as women of faith, um, even our sisters, our Muslim sisters, you know, Catholic sisters, Women that believe in the higher power, women that believe in the creator, women that follow a divine teaching, we follow the Bible, you know, another sister may follow the Quran, but teach a a divine, it's a divine teaching. It is a compilation of books that basically mean one thing, love God and love your neighbor. In between, there's so many things that happen in the Bible, and I I really don't want to get into that. You know, I don't want it to be, uh, I don't want to take it to a theological um, perspective. But what I'm talking about is um, 
as women of faith, as women who hold down leadership roles within the ministries and the organizations that we do or we run, um, women of clergy, um, women that are in leadership, alpha females, women that are in the corporate world, because, you know, we're everywhere. Women of faith are everywhere. We're in the White House, in the crack house, up house, down house. We're everywhere. God has his ambassadors everywhere. Sometimes, you know, undercover, other times open, but we're everywhere. So, but when when you have, um, basically what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is um, that when we are in ministry and we are in these positions of power um, and authority that God has placed us in, for whatever situation or whatever ministry, um, we tend to, and let's be honest, there's always a conflict, an issue with another sister. There's always a conflict and an issue. Now, when you say conflict and issue, okay, well, let's look at, um, biblically speaking, the story of Sarah and Hagar. And Sarah was Abraham's wife, as we all know the story, right? And Hagar was, many say, an Egyptian slave. But I have read in, I was reading an article the other day, um, the Jewish, I forgot the name. I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. But it was basically explaining through the Hebrew perspective of the story in Hagar. And according to the article that I read, um, says that Hagar actually was not a slave. Hagar was the daughter or the niece or a family member of the Pharaoh of Egypt. And she was so captivated with Sarah's beauty on the trip that Sarah and Abraham did over there. And the story, according to the story, um, she wanted to come, you know, stay with, with Abraham and Sarah. So anyway, the story plays out that there's a conflict between these two women because Sarah is barren. Sarah cannot give birth. And I know you guys are probably thinking, um, sorry about the guy thing, but (laughs) I always say this, you know, I raised boys, so I'm so accustomed to saying guys, ladies, my queens. Um, Sarah didn't have any children. She was barren. But, but, but... But, but, but she had a prophecy over her life. She had a word that God, Jehovah himself, had given to her that she was going to bear a child. The blessing was for her husband and it was for her also because they're one unit. So, but anyway, you know, the story out of desperation and, you know, how we get ladies when sometimes we can't wait on the Lord. Let's be honest, because, you know, sometimes I'm just ready to fix everything. But we got to we got to wait on God. We have to learn how to wait on the Lord. And so story says that um, there was a conflict between um, both of these women. There was an issue. You know, it could have been about the pots and pans or it could have been about you slept with my husband and you gave him a baby and I don't have a baby. And now we got an issue and now you're looking at me wrong and I'm looking at you wrong. And now we're snarling at each other, rolling each other's, you know, rolling, rolling eyes at each other and this, that. You know, so there was just conflict under that tent. There was just conflict, you know? And so I was thinking about 
when there's conflict in ministry, when there's conflict in a business, and whether it's corporate, whether it's, you know, faith-based, whether it's an organization, whether it's a small ministry, you know, whatever it is, a, a co-pastor, you know, sometimes you have, um, I remember I served as associate pastor, you know, in, um, within a panel of, of women, they were all women, senior pastor, and all the other ladies were associate pastors and myself. And so, you know, and, and thank God there was never a conflict there. But I, but I I know because in other areas I've had I've had um, situations and issues with other ladies in the church or with other ladies in ministry for whatever reason. You know, I don't want to get into the reasons or names; those irrelevant. But what I'm trying to say is, how do we deal with that? That's where I'm trying to say. Follow me. I'm getting somewhere. How do we deal with that with that conflict? How do we deal with that um, hissing at each other, rolling of the eyes, the jealousy, the envy, um, throwing in directs, maybe even using social media? Sometimes I've seen people even use a, a scripture to get like a, a you know like a kind of like a a sarcastic um, message towards another person, you know. So I mean, I've seen it all. Literally, I've seen it and I've heard it all, even in the church, singing a song to like, I mean, listen, the flesh, when it wants to spread, girl, it'll spread like jelly or cream cheese. When the flesh wants to spread and show itself, it does. It does a show. The soul, the emotions always want a platform to be, you know, applauded. But, you know, God has called us to bring all these things under control. So I was telling my squad, we was talking the other day about the first um, podcast that I did. And I told them, because one of the sisters asked me, um, you know, what's the whole purpose? So I, you know, I basically told her, you know, it's basically on women issues, of course, um, geared towards women, of course, always, you know, with a word of, of dropping a word of wisdom and also empowerment, of course, but also trying to stay away from you know, not, not always being on the, on the, on the fence, sitting on the fence, you know, you, 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 at, at one point or another, you're going to have to take a side in something. Cause if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. Right. So I'm not here to tell you what to believe in, what to stand on, what to sit on. No, I'm just basically speaking truth to power. What I know to be true, according to God's word and my living experiences, my life experiences. So you know, that's, that's where I'm coming from. And that was, that is the whole, the sole purpose is to bring conversations and bring dialogues that normally you will not have in a church setting. Even if it's a woman's, um, I don't know, potluck dinner, ladies night out, ladies night in, I don't know, you know, but these are still topics that we don't talk about. There are like, um, still to this day is sad, but true. HIV is still a you know topic that has you know it's just stigma all over it. And so there are topics in the church, in the body of Christ, in, in in you know, I think even in the mosque, in temples, in churches, you know, there's still the stigma and there's still this taboo on talking about certain topics, and a lot of them have to do with social justice issues, domestic violence, HIV, breast cancer child sexual abuse, you know, we really don't talk about these issues in, in, in our, in our places of worship. So I was telling my squad, this is the reason that I love this platform because I feel free. I feel like, you know, I could 
literally let down my head wrap. <laughs> you know, I feel comfortable talking about um, topics, like I said, that many times people shy away from, don't want to deal with either because they're in it or they just, you know, they really just don't care. And unfortunately, my dear queens, you're going to find out there that there is a group. There is an audience of people that just don't care. And then these people that don't care, don't take a side. They don't stand for anything. They sit on the side, on the fence, on the sidelines. And then when either side wins, then they want to run and stand on that side and applaud and act like they've done something for the masses, which they have not done. You know, in Puerto Rico, we call these people pancistas, pancistas, breads, you know, people that you, you don't care what side you're on as long as you're on the side where the bread is. And unfortunately, you ha we have this in the body of Christ. But anyway, I don't want to talk about social justice issues. I'm talking about Sarah and Hagar and the issues that transpired between these two powerful women that, you know, um, it's not a coincidence that our women's ministry is called the God who sees me, who is based on the story of Hagar, who ran away from Sarah um, because of the conflict that these two women had. And she just ran away and she was preferring to die in the desert, you know. And there in the story, the Lord visits her, speaks to her and they have this conversation. And, you know, out of all of this beautiful story, because the Bible says in Genesis 50, I don't remember right now the verse when we're talking about Joseph says that what the, the what what the enemy meant for evil God will turn it around for good so basically this story also with Hagar and Sarah what the enemy meant for evil and what the flesh even the flesh let's be honest you know can I be honest with you ladies let's be honest um Hagar was sexually abused she was raped because I mean if, 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 if Abraham needed God himself to help him get an erection, my, my, my goodness, sister, that means that, you know, Abraham was past his, you know, let me, let me get you mama. You know, his years were, he was, it was over, you know, and back then there was no such thing as Viagra or Cialis or whatever other little pill. It, there was none, you know, if the Lord wasn't going to help you get it up, it wasn't going to get up. And so it was God. It was it was God in the making all over it. But still there was conflict. You see, so this goes to say a lot of people. Okay, so now let me give you a little shift in the atmosphere. Some people say that when there is ministry, there is peace. Some I've heard people say that the blessings of the Lord do not add sorrow. That's what the Bible says. I have heard a lot of people quote that um, scripture. Also, you know, there can't be where the spirit of the Lord is that, you know, that the enemy is not his, but, you know, we fail to understand that even in the prophetic, even in the prophetic setting, even under that prophetic tent that Abraham and Sarah lived and they, they brought in a third party, which was Hagar, even under that tent that was, 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 was visioned, was mirrored by God himself. He had his eye himself on that tent, that there was a promise there that Sarah was going to give birth. It was going to be the son of the promise. Even though they had a word, there was conflict. 
So it doesn't mean, ladies, I want to, I want you to understand that just because you've been called, amen, just because you've been called and just because you've been anointed and you've been appointed and you've been set aside and you have this amazing angelic voice and you know when you preach you sound like thunder you know and the holy ghost moves and no just because of that does not mean that you're not gonna have conflict sit down sit down queen this is where the that little saying fits right in perfectly. Girl, bye. Girl, bye. If you think for one second of your life that just because you've been called by God and your hands are anointed and talented and you know you you got beautiful eyelashes and you got it going on and you're a good preacher and a good teacher, if you think for one second that you're not going to have conflict with another sister. If you think it's not going to happen, you're absolutely mistaken. Because the title, the mantle, is not a permission. It's not a portal of entry for us to believe that we are exempt from the maladies of this world. That we're not, we're untouchable because honestly, I, I don't know about you guys, but I love um, the Avengers. They're like my favorites, you know, and I, I like it because they fight and then they have unity and then they see so much power and they win when they're united. And when they unite, they're also suited up, you know, I just like that about that. So, but anyway, getting back to this um, other topic, you know, there is going to be contention. There is going to be discord. There is going to be rolling of the eyes. There is going to be jealousy. There is going to be envy. There are going to be all these things, even in the midst of ministry. There are going to people, I've had people tell me, I don't like you just because I don't like you. For no reason. I've had a woman one time in the middle of a, 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 we were having a, Oh, Lord, help me. We had just finished a fast. We were breaking fast. It was about 12 something. I made coffee and we were breaking bread. And I remember I didn't have a lot of bread. I had very, very few slices of bread. Don't, you know, don't judge me. It was a hard time. And I remember breaking bread with this woman. And I remember her looking me straight in my face in my own home and telling me, I don't like you. I didn't even want to come here. And, you know, well, I don't want to get into the story, but I'm just telling you this, these stories. One, because I've lived them, I've seen them, and I've lived them myself. I've experienced them. And also because I don't want you to walk around queen like you are oblivious to these things. These things happen within the body of Christ. They happen at work. They happen in church. They happen in ministry. They happen in, in relationships between mother and daughter, sisters. They, it happens. There is contention. There is discord. But when we know much, when we know better, we should do better. When we know better, we should do better. When we know better, we should do better. And 
when we are in leadership, we are called to a higher standing. Yes, we draw the line. There has to be boundaries. We're not going to allow people to abuse us in any way, shape or form. But, but we need to stay prayed up so that we will be able to discern. With that discernment, the Holy Spirit will speak to us and let us know, instruct us what is it that we should do. But for starters, I have a verse here that I want to read real quick. And with this, I'm going to wrap up. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 22. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother, in this case, let's say sister. But I say to you that whoever is angry at his sister without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whoever says to his brother or his sister, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar. Go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. There is no better gift that we can give unto the Lord than a gift that is wrapped in purity and in truthfulness. You can give the Lord a dollar. You can give him a check of $1 million that you would donate to your uh, church, you know, or your favorite charity. You can give of your time when you come out of work and you're, you're so tired, but you know, you come and you, you, you put some slippers in your pocketbook and you go to church and you cook for the homeless before you go back home. You know, you, you, you do all these things and these things are good, but they have to be wrapped in truth and in purity and wholeness. They have to be organic before the Lord. See, God is saying here, if you have an issue with me, if I have an issue with you, nothing that I do, no gift, if I don't come and lay at the altar, if I don't come and pray about it and let it go, guess what? That gift is nothing. It's like I've done nothing. You know, even even with, even when we are good, even when there's peace, I still feel that no matter what we do, we do nothing because nothing that we do, that have, that we have done, that we will ever do will, will, will never, never match the sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. That's number one right there. I'm just going to let you know. That's number one. Never, never will it be able to match. So even with this, that, you know, I have to come clean with my sister. I have to put things in order. I have to, guess what? Maybe when the conflict comes, Okay, let's not talk right now because we're both angry or we said, let's just take a breather, maybe take a breather, think, analyze, because when you separate, you're able to think a little bit more clearly. The Lord will speak to you. The Lord will speak to her. And and then when we come to, but eventually it got the, 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 the mess got, it has to get fixed. It has to get fixed. Let me tell you something. If there is an issue with you or another sister, 
whether you did it, she did it, whether you both did it, whether she said, and you didn't say, but then you repeated what she said and she said what you said. And, and there was an issue. There was a conflict under your tent, whether it was corporate at work, at ministry in church, it's going to come back to you. The Bible says that we reap what we sow and that with the same ruler, the same ruler, not that he goes and shops for another one. No, he, the same ruler that you used, that I used with that same ruler that we measured and we judged this other sister or that other sister judged you. Guess what? With that same one, she's going to go through the same exact thing. And these are topics that we don't talk about on the pulpit. So that's why I wanted to do it here in the podcast to be able to tell you that get it right. Get it right with your sister queen. If there's something hidden there, let me tell you, it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody in church. It could be your real sister, flesh sister, bone, you know, flesh and blood sister. It could be um, a neighbor. It's we carry the torch. We carry a torch on our forehead that says Jesus Christ. We put bumper stickers in the back of our car. We put it on Facebook that we're Christians and we're believers. And listen, let me tell you something. If there's somebody that knows anything about forgiveness, it's this one right here. But that will be another day when I say my testimony. Forgiveness is not um, an option. It's not something that you need to pray about. Forgiveness is a mandate. It's a commandment. God calls us to be at peace. It doesn't mean that we're going to hang out together. Maybe the relationship won't get, we won't be back together again. But I know that if I see you, I can embrace you, hug you, love you, kiss you. I know that if I hear that something's going on with you, I will be the first there to run to you, to go help you out. That if I see you in the street, I won't cross over. If I'm driving and I see you, I won't want to throw the car on top of you. That's how I know I'm healed. And so that requires some really deep soul searching. So what do you say, Queen? You want to do some soul searching? Maybe somebody that you haven't spoken to in years. Maybe somebody that you still hold responsible for something that happened in your home, life, or marriage. We got to do some soul searching. Because we want to go to another level. The series of these podcasts are, did somebody say box? We're taking God out of the box. And we're going to keep it real. Because real is where it's at. Holy Spirit abides in real. Real being truth. That's where he abides. So if we can make peace, we don't have to live like like Sarah and Hagar. We can have peace. Even in the midst of everything that's going on. Seek peace. And before you give your gift, make peace with your sister. God bless you. This is Pastor Nancy. 
Sorry, I told you I was going to talk until your lashes fall off. Ciao.